at the Australian Open. Defending champ Naomi Osaka knocked out in third-round play by 20-year-old American Amanda Anishisimova. When it was over, Osaka told reporters... I'm not God. I can't win every match, you know. It's the fourth time Osaka has been unable to defend a major title. S&P futures are down 23. Dow futures off 110. This is CBS News. There's always something new under the sun. CBS Mornings, weekdays on CBS. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. Get strong for your South Pole. Charmin keeps your undies wider than the North Pole. Shiny, hiney, a brand new year. Come to Charmin, happy new year. May your holidays be Charmin, clean memory. Charmin Ultra Strong just cleans better. Enjoy the go with Charmin. I know you've been waiting a little bit longer than normal. Jen's manicure spot needs an extra pair of hands. Who's at the front desk right now? Someone who's handy with everything from nail files to spreadsheet files. Deidre's not coming in today, but we have that whole bachelorette party. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. A new study shows bourbon is an economic powerhouse for the bluegrass state. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir. So as we all know, bourbon's heart and its soul lives right here in Kentucky. And a study commissioned by the Kentucky Distillers Association finds that distillers pump nearly $9 billion into the state's economy annually and employ more than 22,000 people. Then there's the trickle-down effect, tourism and demand for Kentucky corn. But Bill Samuels Jr. with Maker's Mark points out. It's been a long haul. I mean, I've been at this for 55 years when bourbon wasn't so cool and then it all broke about 25 years ago. The KDA says Kentucky distilleries craft 95% of the world's bourbon. Jennifer Kuiper, CBS News. Her family says she sang until the end. Brazilian Samba star Eliza Suarez has died in Rio, Elsa that is. She was 91 years old. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Do you check your Google search results regularly? You should. People often get their first impression of you or your business online. Negative comments on the Internet can impact your life and your livelihood. Take control of your online reputation. Get your free reputation report card at reputationdefender.com. It may reveal negative posts from an ex-employee, upset patient or client, news article, legal issue, or even exposed personal information right there in your Google search results. Uncover what's lurking on the Internet about you with reputationdefender.com's patented scan and get your free reputation report card. Or for immediate assistance with your reputation, call 800-401-6681. Our cutting-edge technology helps make your Google search results look their best. Call 800-401-6681. That's 800-401-6681. 800-401-6681. Or take the free scan at reputationdefender.com. Boudet. Cincinnati has won a playoff game for the first time since 1991. Listen in on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH Saturday, January 22nd as Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals take on the Tennessee Titans. Playoff football on WATH is brought to you in part by 
Steak and Shake, Equipped Company Store, and Larry's Doghouse. Bangles are on the air starting at 3 o'clock on WATH. Step back in time at Four Mile Bakery out on the farm. At Four Mile Bakery out on the farm, the wagon wheel donuts are authentic, handcrafted, and made the old-fashioned way. Using an old Amish recipe, the wagon wheel donuts are soft and fluffy like cotton candy, and they melt in your mouth. As you step through the front door, you'll smell what great-grandma's house used to smell like. Fresh yeast donuts, cake donuts, breads, candies, and fudge, all ready for you and your family to enjoy. Four Mile Bakery, out on the farm. Are you a child care provider? Ever considered being a child care provider? Wanting to work from home and be your own boss? Athens County Child Care Unit can help you get started. Child care is essential to working families and the workforce shortage. Athens County is in desperate need of child care settings. Start your own business. Become a licensed family child care provider. Contact the child care unit at Ohio Means Jobs, Athens County, 510 West Union Street, or by calling 740-797-1405. When there's something strange lurking under your bed, who are you going to call? Dustbusters! Athens Dustbusters are a licensed, bonded, husband and wife team that offer up top-of-the-line janitorial services at great prices, and they serve commercial and residences across Southeast Ohio. As the seasons change, don't worry about the cleanup. Call Athens Dustbusters at 740-541-7113 for a free quote. But don't just take our word about the Athens Dustbusters. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm John. And we're Athens Dustbusters, and we will bust your dust. Pidcock Glass is your go-to option for every glass need you can think of. Located in Nelsonville, Pidcock Glass specializes in residential homes and businesses with screening services, insulated units, mirrors, tabletops, as well as glass and window replacements too. Pidcock Glass professionals have over 100 years of combined experience and offer you the best options available to suit your needs in the Hawking Hills, Athens, Logan, and Hawking area. For more information, visit their website, pidcockglass.com. Hey, it's Boots. We'll talk about restoring a classic car and we'll be fools with some power tools. That's AutoSmarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. Alana was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma and it's cancer. As a parent, when you're told this type of news, you're gonna do whatever you can do for your babies. When we got to St. Jude is when I realized that, no, you're not gonna get a bill for anything. I don't have to worry about it. They're saying we're gonna help save her and we're not gonna charge you anything. This is what we do. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. I-N-E-P-T-E-M-X Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. And we're visiting with Coach Art Turf today. And Coach, as we promised our listeners, we're going to be coming to you from the training table at NF Tech, and what's that noise I hear in the background? Well, that's a train. Ain't anybody got a train at their training table? This is a little bit of an unusual setting, but uh, you told me you had a surprise in store for me today. Well, no, I don't know how much of a surprise this is. You know, uh, way back when, when our crack dietitian, old uh, Tubby Thompson, come to me, he says, Coach, you've know, you got to have your training table. I just figured well, it would be natural to have your training table over at the train station. Well, Ain't that the way everybody does it? I'm not sure that's true, Coach, but uh, there is a bit of a, a problem when the uh, when the train comes by. It sort of rattles the silverware well, and the glasses the table there. up. you got to be sure you ain't got your glasses of milk all the way full. This is certainly a busy place. I think I hear another uh, 
train approaching on a different track. Well, that's right. Here comes one, and you, you know, this one sounds like it. This might be the one that's bringing in Coach Robison and his boys. The opponents for tomorrow night in the conference game, Double Dakota Tech. Well, that's right, DDT. We're playing DDT this week, and uh, Coach Robison, that's Coach Roach Robison, Coach Roach, they call him. He's bringing in his boys on the train. We thought it'd be a nice gesture to have him come right into our training table and share our training table with us. Well, I believe this train is uh, slowing down and pulling up to a stop here, Coach. This may be the, the train bringing uh, the DDT in. Well, I believe you're right. You know, this is one of them things that makes football a great game it is. You know, you can the enemies on the field, even lock horns out there on the field while the game's going on, but away from the ball field, away from the game, you can have some nice fellowship with one another. Well, we've got some unusual looking youngsters getting off the train. That's right, you can see that fella over there with the long arms, that's Stevens, Spider Stevens, he's their quarterback, really loves to fling them passes in their web offense. Well, Coach, well, what's this coming here? I don't know. That train's coming awfully fast. Well, you're right. You know, this is a busy place, but, you know, it, it is coming kind of fast. I hope this boy knows what he's doing. I hope uh, Coach Robinson... Coach Roach, you get your boys off that train over there. Coach, I think we've had a bit of a collision out there on the tracks. I believe this would be a good time for a commercial. While they are clearing up the debris, let's pause for a moment back with Coach Turf after this message. Oh, boy, a train wreck already. Well, the Art Turf Show. The whole show's a train wreck. <laughs> go, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Give us, give us our sponsor. Our sponsor is, <laughs> thankfully sponsored, proudly sponsored by Static Guard Clothes Spray. For the times of winter that everything clings and shocks everything you touch. Friends, some years ago, I helped a... Wait a minute, I messed up here. You'll have to fix that. Now, I'll get it. Okay. There you go. That's the right one. That's it. And we're back at the training table with Coach Art Turf, and hopefully, Coach, all of the train schedules have been completed. We can complete this program without any interruption. Well, who cares about the program? Let's go ahead and eat and finish eating. Don't this look good? You probably don't see too many spreads like this. Look at all that roast beef, and we got some fried chicken, and cream potatoes, and peas, and carrots, and you can have all that broccoli out there, but don't that look good? Certainly an outstanding menu for a college football training table. Not only that, it's lots of good stuff to eat. And, uh, of course, there is one problem with all this good what is, food. What is that, Coach? Well, uh, just for example, let me let me tell you, I'll, I'll stand up here. You go through lots of paints. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach. Art Turf. Oh my, yeah, baby. Good times for you and me. I can barely wait. You're keeping good company with WATH. I got a note this morning, and it said, don't forget to say yabba-dabba-don't. <laughs> I, I think the computer added a few characters. Yabba-dabba-do. There we go. 
Ah, yes, it's a Friday, folks. I can barely wait. I know I've said this before on the air, but uh, Linda Phillips, right? Linda, Linda Phillips, uh, her husband, Guy Phillips. Okay. Guy and um, Bruce uh, started, what, the Athens News together and stuff yeah. like that? <clears throat> but uh, I worked with her on the City Arts, Parks, and Rec Committee for many years. And... Um, her email address was living for the weekend, and uh, somehow or other on Fridays I always think of that. <laughs> Sometimes other times too. Anyway, good morning, folks. Welcome. Uh, it's nine fifteen now, um, and today is uh, let's see what is today the twenty first, right? Yes, it yeah, is. Well, <clears throat> we've had several uh, good guests this week. Three. As a matter of fact, sure have. And the sheriff, the fire chief uh, for the city, and then yesterday the mayor. Um. So we've got all sorts of papers that we could share with you, uh, different stories and things. We'll do a few. Anyway, yesterday was National Cheese Lovers Day. I'm I'm into cheese for sure. You. Oh, yeah. Okay. And even cheesy statements here on 970 what are pretty a, funny, we, too. We don't have such a thing. Cheesy and corny. Uh, but funny. <laughs> okay. I've, I've not heard cheesy statements. Oh, you haven't? Oh. Maybe I should listen more. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um. So, at National Cheese Lovers Day was yesterday. Also yesterday, Get to Know Your Customers Day. Out here, that's every day. We work hard to work uh, to know our sponsors and, and um, make sure that we help their businesses. Uh, yesterday was National Butter Crunch Day. Butter, mm. butter Crunch. Just, mm. just sounds wonderful. Toffee. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. And yesterday was National Disc Jockey Day. Hey. Hey. Hey, baby, they're playing our song. How about that? Now, today, <coughs> and we're going to have to look this one up. By the way, I coughed into my uh, hand here. National Hyaluronic Acid Day. H-Y-A-L-U-R-O-N-I-C. Okay, that basically has something to do with hydrating your skin in these cold, dry winter months. Oh. So it, it raises awareness. This day raises awareness for that. So, uh, yeah, it, the, it raises the importance of hydrating benefits of the skin care ingredient, okay. hyaluronic acid. Well, I didn't have a hunch on that one. Um, but now that you've said it, it does kind of ring a bell. Yeah, it, it goes on to say about this. Uh, it is the second most searched beauty ingredient of 2021. Holy cow. So, good to hydrate the skin. 
All right, National Hyaluronic Acid Day. It's National Hugging Day. I can go for that. It's Squirrel Appreciation Day. Why would they do that in the middle of winter? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, there there are a lot of I see a lot of squirrels that are oh, yeah. fetching the walnuts and hickory nuts, digging around for them. Yeah, that have dropped to the ground from the summer and fall harvest. My neighborhood is uh, squirrel crazy, <laughs> and and it's fun to watch them. But you know, you walk outside on the deck, and one's up in the tree above you, and then it's. I can't, I can't even imitate their noise, but they're they're making some sort of alarming noise, right? Yeah, squirrel chatter. I guess. Finally, it's National Granola Bar Day. Mm. I, I like those two. Yeah, me too. Okay, we did those. Put that over here. Um, on this day in history, in the year 1525, on this date... The Swiss Anabaptist Movement, I hope I pronounced that well, is born when Conrad Grebel, Felix Mance, George Blaurock, and a dozen others baptize each other in the home of Mance's mother in Zurich, breaking a thousand-year tradition of church-state union. Next item, in 1789, on this date, the first American novel, W.H. Brown's Power of Sympathy, is published. I've got another item here we'll go over today about books. It's a quibiatrist. Did you hear that? Yes. Quibiatriz. <laughs> I am versed. Are you, are you inventing words today? I, I am versed the T and the Q. You inverted. Yes. It's a quibiatriz. <laughs> no, I. Trivia quiz. There, I got it. Yeah, fine. Yeah. You know, yesterday I went to the doctor. Give yourself a gold star. I had a doctor's appointment yesterday, and they gave me some tests, and it was. Weird stuff, like, um, okay, draw this, or um, um, go backwards from 100 by drop by minus sevens, stuff like this. These are mental tests, right? Yeah. Just to see how you're doing. Now I can't say it again. Trivia quiz. I was saying quibia triz. That's so funny. Now I forgot what I was saying. (laughs) After all those tests you took yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Blew your mind. By the way, I passed. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Let's see here. Okay, in 1793, Louis the, let's see, that'd be 16th. So X, V, 1, or I. Yep, that's 16. Okay. Louis XVI of France is executed by a guillotine in Paris. How gross. 
Follow, following his conviction of, for high treason by the new cre- newly created French Parliament, also known as Convention Nationale, during the French Revolution. A guillotine. Ugh. Nasty. Yeah. Barbaric. 1952 on this date. <coughs> Jawaharlal Harla, Harla. Anyway, Nehru's Congress party wins a general election in India. 1968, the Battle of Hisan, one of the most publicized and controversial battles of the Vietnam War, begins at the Hisan Air Base. One more. In 2008, Black Monday in worldwide stock markets. The uh, stock exchange uh, FTSE 100 had its biggest ever day, one day points fall. European stocks closed with their worst results since 9 11, and Asian stocks dropped as much as 15%. Okay, famous birthdays Christian Dior. From fashion, right? Yes. Christian Dior was uh, born in 1905. He died in 1957. Let's see here. Okay. Uh, Grigory Rasputin. That name's familiar. Help me. He was a Russian peasant, and um, his claim to fame, as soon as it populates here, self-proclaimed holy man who befriended the family of Nicholas II, the last emperor of Russia, and gained considerable influence in late imperial Russia. Well, Grigory was born on this date in 1869, and he died in 1916. Stonewall Jackson, born on this date in 1824, died in 1863. He was a Confederate general, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Move a little slow here from the cyberspace here. He served as a Confederate general during the American Civil War and became one of the best-known Confederate commanders after General Robert E. Lee. A friend of mine is on the list here. Then I don't need to look him up. What do you want to guess? Uh, let's see. Bob Hope. No. Did uh, two shows with him. Um, one in Columbus, one in Cleveland. Jack Nicholas. Oh, okay. Another guy from Columbus, right? Yes, it is. Jack Nicholas celebrating his 82nd birthday today. How about that? Good uh, for Jack. Yep. Yeah. We got two. Um, what they call famous deaths to mention. Uh, 
already sort of mentioned, and that's Louis the Sixteenth. Um, he was born in 1754. Died on this date in 1793. He didn't make it very long. No, he did not. He was a king of France. Yes, indeed. At one point. And the uh, last one we have to mention is that of Vladimir Lenin. And um, most of us probably know who that was, but just in case, Scott will give it. But he was born on this date. No, no. He was born in 1870. He died on this date in 1924. And uh, once again, taking a little time to populate the information here from the Internet. But I'm pretty sure he was a former, like, president or premier of the Soviet Union. Yes. and uh, That's my recollection. Yes, better known by his alias Just Lenin was a Russian revolutionary politician and political theorist. He served as the first and founding head of government of Soviet Russia from 1917 to 1924 and also the Soviet Union from 1922 to 1924. I, the first sentence you had, he said, but often known as... As uh, his alias Lenin. Oh, it's because his name... His birth name is Vladimir Ilyich Ulyanov, better known as Lenin. Must have been easier for broadcasters to say Lenin. Well, duh. N- no, not duh. It, it is easier because I just tried the last name and didn't do very well. I don't, don't think I did. Anyway. All right. Let's see. What did he do? He was the leader of those Bolsheviks. And of the October Revolution, he was the first leader of the USSR and the government that took over Russia in 1917. His ideas became known as Leninism. Mm -hmm. I I don't know why this pops up. For some reason or other, I remember people saying those damn Bolsheviks. <laughs> and, and like, you know. Rebels, those rebels, rebel Bolsheviks. Well, okay, let's see. That's what they were, revolutionaries. Okay, a trivia quiz, right? You want to try that, try that again? A trivia quiz? Yeah, there you, you got it. Did I say it wrong? No, you got it right. The first time? No, you got it right. I just wanted oh. to see if you could do it again. Trivia quiz. A quibia quiz. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> I'm going to have to take that mental test again. Ink blots. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So, um, by the way, I met a very nice doc locally here um, doing that test. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I should be talking about this. Oh, well. Um, Stephanie Wolf is her name. And uh, just really a nice person. All right, here we go. Um, now, this is a, a trivia quiz. Now considered one of the greatest novels ever written. What book sold... Rather, what book only sold about 3,500 copies during the author's lifetime? 
Now here are the choices, okay? And the, all these these four names should be familiar to you. Old Man in the Sea, To Kill a Mockingbird, War and Peace, or Moby Dick. Hmm, let me see here. Oh, you're cheating. No, I'm not. I'm thinking... Um, okay. Don't use your computer. No, I'm not. I'm, okay. I'm thinking war and peace. Uh, actually, I hit to kill a mockingbird, but we're both wrong. Eh. It was Moby Dick. They go on to say, Moby Dick is considered to be <clears throat> Herman Melville's magnum opus. However, when the novel was first published in 1851, Moby Dick didn't exactly fly off the shelves. In fact, throughout Melville's lifetime, the novel was a commercial failure, selling only about 3,200 copies. Its reputation as a great American novel was only established in the 20th century after Melville's publisher reprinted several of his novels after his death, including that of Moby Dick. The reprint sparked a renewed interest in the book, and Melville posthumously came to be regarded as one of America's greatest writers. Interesting. Okay, you can set that one down. Um, I came across an item this morning. Let's see, who's this from? I guess it doesn't matter. But it caught my attention. Its um, headline, if you will, says, Why is everyone so angry? These days, America is more of a stewing pot than a melting pot. And... um, so, uh, this story, see, I guess it comes out of Berkeley Springs, West Virginia. Is that near the Greenbrier? Um, I don't know. Berkeley Springs. It sounds familiar. Yeah, it does. Well, anyway, let me just read some of this to you. America is a pretty angry place these days. Formerly respectful spaces like school board meetings have become bitter battlegrounds. Some people are harassing health care workers and threatening restaurant staff for enforcing COVID protocols. Others are openly furious with the vaccine hesitant. Everyone, wherever they stand on the deeply divided political playing field, is outraged about something. Sure, anger is a part of the human condition. But have things always been this bad? Elaine Park thinks not. And she has a plan to get America the anger management tools it needs. This is a quote from her. We've stopped listening to one another because we've become addicted to our own narrow and sometimes selfish points of view. 
By the way, she's the author of a, a book, I think, entitled The Habits of Unity. And then there's a colon, and then it go on, goes on the title, 12 Months to a Stronger American, One Citizen at a Time. I think that's a book. Anyway, uh, her quote goes on, and we seem to have lost sight of the notion that we're personally responsible for our own behavior. It's way past time for us to take a collective deep breath and treat others with dignity, respect, and civility and listen to them, whether we agree or not. It's urgent that we make this shift now. Well, dialing down our ire is easier said than done, of course. We are living in an extraordinary, ex- extraordinarily successful times. Extraordinarily stressful times. There we go. But there's more at play. Parks says we are shaped by the messages we consistently consume. And in today's connected world, a lot of those messages come from our digital diet, right? Social media isn't solely to blame for stroking our emotional flames. In fact, it was designed to be a source of information and to bring people together. But if your newsfeed is making you an angrier person, excuse me, I had to scratch my eye for a minute. If if a news feed, if your newsfeed, okay, is making you an angrier person, it's on you to either log off for a few days or reassess the kind of content you're engaging with. When we choose to focus on stories that are positive and nourishing, we go a long way toward resetting our emotional equilibrium. Well, um, I've got a lot more on this, but I think we've stated... um, The bulk of things, that the, the, the general point, that is. Yeah, I've um, heard lots of people say that they can't hardly watch the news anymore, mm-hmm. any, any of it. So they just just avoid it, yeah. you know, because they're, like Bob Bayette said before he retired, that his personal belief was that the news has become more of editorials now from reporters about what their opinion is instead of what the news should be reported so i mean you know that's for me that's as long as bob's been in news that was a pretty telling statement Mm -hmm. for someone to say that that uh, has been a journalist for so many years and uh incidentally berkeley excuse me berkeley springs is located just west of Hagerstown, Maryland. Oh, oh, okay. It's over on the panhandle of West Virginia. Okay. And it looks like it's about a couple hours from Washington, D.C. 
northwest of Washington, D.C. Um, you know, my home in Virginia Beach back in um, 87, 88, 89, we had an awful lot of um, congressmen that would come down there on weekends. And they had a weekend home there, something like that. Um, well, anyway, I don't know why that came up. Maybe because of the locations yeah. I just gave there about. I, w- I would guess Berkeley <clears throat> experiences some of that too, Berkeley Springs. Yeah, when you said uh, the Greenbrier, that is White Sulphur Springs. Yes. I knew that. Yeah. I just didn't. I just had just a hunch that Berkeley Springs might be near it. Yeah. Just a, a different it, different springs. <coughs> yeah. Okay. Let's see here. In this same story, I was just finishing the habits of unity. Um. They take the twelve months and say, in each month, here's a improved habit. that you could uh, focus on. So many of us do this to some degree, but we could do more of it, certainly. And each month here is an example. So in the month of January, help others. In the month of February, remember that you count. In March... Resolve conflicts. In April, take care of our environment. In May, be grateful. In June, reach higher. In July, become involved. August, know who you are. September, do your best. October, be patient and listen. November, show a positive attitude. And in December, celebrate community, family, and friends. You know, that collective 12 points, you would be in a far better mood, far better, you'd just be far better off if you focused your year like that on each month taking a point in trying to take it to the next level of whatever you've been, right? And who'd have thunk it would be so easy to just do one a month? They go on to say, those who've tried it say the plan is easy to put into practice. It feels good, so you'll want to keep doing it. And there's a ripple effect. As you become more positive, centered, and respectful, others will be drawn to you and your relationships will improve. Amen. 
They go on, as these ripples expand, they will improve the emotional climate in our country and make it easier to seek common ground instead of lashing out. But we can't sit around waiting for others to take action. Each American must recommit to making our country a welcoming, affirming, melting pot instead of a stewing pot. I like it. Um, if you'd like to read more, uh, let's see, I think the uh, company that distributed this particular thing is... Um, D. Hart and Company Public Relations. D. Hart. So capital D E capital H A R T. No space. You can uh, Google it. All right. Sixteen minutes left. You know something I haven't even mentioned yet. What's that? What day it is? Nope, you did that. No, earlier. I did that, and I did the uh, what world you events, it? historical dates. No, 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 no. Birthdays, the, people. Um, yabba dabba do. You did that early. Yeah. You did. You did a yabba dabba don't. Don't. And then. It, and then you did a yabba dabba do. Yeah. Okay. So we're, yes, we're synchronized. Now. You are covered for the show today. Today, when we started <clears> the show forty minutes ago. It was 12 degrees. Uh, it says we're going to double that as our high today. So 24 is our high temperature today. <laughs> okay. And as we look ahead, 29 tomorrow and Sunday, 37 on Monday, and then it starts going back down again. Right now, 40 minutes after our show started, it's no longer um, 12, it's 15. And sunshine. How about that? As I look ahead here, it looks like it's going to be particularly warm, if you want to call it that, 22 or 22 well, they don't even mention the 24 down here. But on the hourly forecast, they say 3 and 4 o'clock will be our warmest point. It's cold. Yes, it is. And you probably heard me say earlier this morning, please check on your outdoor pets. Yes. Bree is our sole uh, critter that lives outside. Our dog guys live inside. But they went out and played in the snow a little bit this morning, or the, the ice, I should say. Uh, but Bree is our cat. And Bree, um, we offered Bree to come and sleep upstairs in the loft, but she, w she was happy. She has a heated cat house. Oh. So she was happy. She was anxious for breakfast well good for her she must feel comfortable there yeah but i i don't know if you heard me say this earlier but 
something to maybe think about. If you go outside and you're cold, you know, without a heated shelter like your kitty has, chances are your pets are cold too. Oh, yeah. So please think about that. And if you go outside right now, you'll be cold. Unless your internal thermostat needs a little tweaking. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit about some newsroom stuff. Um, here's some items we might need to know. Austria. They voted for a mandate. Australian lawmakers voted yesterday to require all residents aged 18 and over to receive COVID-19 vaccinations, all of them. The requirement includes exceptions for pregnant women and those people that have certain medical conditions and those who've recovered from an infection within the past six months. The mandate, which kicks into effect February 1st, is the first of its kind in Europe and carries a roughly $4,000 fine for violators. In the U.S., the seven-day rolling average of new COVID-19 cases has begun to fall. That's good news. Currently, around 736,000 per day. Down about 10% over the past week. Hospitalizations from the illness, which lagged new cases, continue to rise. Currently, 153,000 total patients. Let's see here. Pope Benedict, in a report released yesterday on sexual abuse in the Catholic Church, found that um, a former pope uh, knew about alleged child abuse by priests in a German diocese but failed to act on the knowledge. The report accuses Benedict of mishandling four cases during his tenure as Archbishop of Munich. Um, this was back in 1977 through 82. The former Pope has denied all wrongdoing. Oh, well. Uh, difficult story. Let's see, there, have you heard about this Havana syndrome? Uh, yes. There's a slew of mysterious illnesses referred to as the Havana syndrome affecting the U.S. diplomatic staff. Um are unlikely to have been coordinated by a foreign nation, according to the CIA. This new interim assessment from the agency found most cases can be attributed to, attributed to pre-existing medical conditions or environmental factors. 
Many of the early cases originated at the embassy, the U.S. Embassy, in Havana, Cuba. In 2016, with other cases following from elsewhere, including Geneva, China, Russia, while U.S. diplomats and spies have reported symptoms such as unexplainable headaches, nausea, hearing and vision loss, loud sounds, and more. In 2020, a National Academies study found some of the brain injuries examined reflected potential psychological, no, no, physiological effects of directed radio frequency energy, though it was unclear what type of source could have caused the range of reported symptoms. Basically, they're saying that it's possible that um, a type of electronic energy was radiated at those facilities to be harmful to the people working there. And presumably by the Cuban government. All right, Scott, let's, um, let's uh, slow down with the news. Let's talk a little about, about sports. Oh, boy. We have some stuff going on. We do. First off, the Bobcat basketball team is in action tonight, right? Yes, they are. I'm, if I can make it, I'm going to be late. I have an appointment down in Pomeroy. Uh, at 6. The game is at 7. I just have a hunch I'm not going to make it. Uh, this appointment may go long. But I tell you what, my wife and I have been so excited to watch the Bobcats this year. They are a fun team to watch. And uh, undefeated at home, right? Yes. And uh, help me out generally, 11-2 and two or so, what is it? Uh, I think they're 14-2 and two right now. Okay. They are. Been a while since I caught up. Playing very well. So, like, Gary Hunter's going to sit behind me if I were there. And, Gary, you have to make some extra noise <laughs> in my absence, okay? And... Um, Well, you get the point. But I hope to make a bit of it. Well, actually, you're you're probably going to to miss it. I I hate to tell you because the game is a TV game. So if you if you thought the game was at seven, you'd you'd be an hour late. Oh, it's a six o'clock. Yeah, it's a TV game on CBS Sports Network, not the regular CBS Sports Channel, but the CBS Sports Network. Okay. So this one is going to be a good one because uh, Who, who's the, our opponent? Toledo. Okay. The Rockets. Boy, wasn't it fun over at Miami the other night? Oh my goodness! I expected a closer game, but the Bobcats <laughs> blew them out by twenty-three points. You know, there's a girl that I almost married. She was first real love in my life. 
Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yeah. And she <laughs> went to Miami University. I went to Wyoming, and then we both, then I eventually back to Ohio State. No. Okay. Um, I swear to God. No, I shouldn't do that. Uh-oh. I didn't mean to do that. Okay. Retract. I swear <laughs> Miami changed her. She was a different person out of that experience. And so I always like to tease Wyoming. No, 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 no. Tease Miami. And Wyoming. Well, I do that too, don't <laughs> yeah. I? But um, anyway, she's gone on. She's had a good life, has a good husband, and they're in the, uh, well, they sell textbooks to um, different public school systems and universities and things like that. I think they work out of Stowe, Ohio. Maybe they could sell some to uh, inept tech <laughs> and our, our turf gang. Yeah. Okay, yeah, the game is at 6 tonight so, on the CBS. How did I give a, get off on that Miami story? Sports, no, I don't know. I don't because know. they played Miami Tuesday night That's it. and walloped. The Red Hawks. I thought it was going to be a closer game. Okay, so but tonight, to, but to go to Millette Hall to finish. What, oh yeah, go to Millette Hall in Oxford and win by twenty-three. Yeah, yeah, that is not an easy thing to do. So Miami always plays tough at home, like the Bobcats play tough at home, and I look for the Bobcats to play a similar game against Toledo. And, and, I, and Toledo, how are they doing this year? They are. They're. The top two teams okay. in the MAC. So this this is going to really mean something tonight. Yeah, so their record almost is uh, the same as the Bobcats. Darn, and I can't make it. Yeah, well, it's you have DVR on your cable plan. You can tape it, record it. Yeah, but it's not the same. No, it isn't. Just don't listen to it and then watch the game. That's the second best plan B, I guess. So CBS Sports Channel. Yes, I wonder if I can get that on my phone. Um, I would think so. Okay. Yes, yeah, so check it out that way. But uh, I look for the Bobcats to win big again. I mean, th- look at their record at home. They are tough yeah. in the Convocation Center. So th- they're tough anywhere, but I think they'll play well. And uh, they'll, I think they'll stay undefeated in the Convocation Center this year. And... There's another game going on tomorrow that may be of interest to local sports fans. The Bengals play. Who? The Cincinnati Bengals. Never heard of them. NFL football team. <laughs> now, of course, uh, we're so th- we're so happy to have Joe doing his thing and his family taking the pride and um and and he really is doing the thing. I mean, there's there's no question. He's First class. He's yo, yeah. He's he's getting a nickname of Joe Cool because he's just so cool under pressure, and he's been in so many big games before, like we've talked about. Uh, pre-game is at three tomorrow, right here at nine seventy and ninety-seven point one, and uh, kickoff is three at four thirty. Four thirty. Pre-game oh. is at three. Okay, four thirty is the game. Correct. Last weekend, at the same time, we hosted a little neighborhood event in our home. Uh, tonight, uh, or tomorrow night, Grace is. 
our next door neighbor. Oh, for cool. And just pizza in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Tennessee is the number one seed in the American Football Conference, so not going to be an easy task. However, if things had worked out differently, uh, the Bengals quite possibly could have ended up in Orchard Park, New York, playing the Buffalo Bills in very cold weather, which definitely would have affected the passing game. So I'm thinking it might be a good thing to be able to go to Tennessee and play in better weather, even though they're playing against the number one seed. Folks, I just realized I missed something that I really like doing. Um, it is a, one of Fred Palmer commentaries. Oh, yeah. We don't have it's time, a, do it's we? It's a minute 31, and we have less than a minute. So um, we'll just save it and share it with you on Monday. Sounds good. Otherwise. Otherwise, go Bobcats tonight, go Bengals tomorrow. And go get warm coats on. <laughs> yes. Okay. And some static guard so you don't shock everything you touch. I didn't leave all the numbers on you today, but from my point of view, it, it looks like it's improving here too. Um, so let's, let's just keep up and, and have a pleasant weekend. All right. Scott, anything you got? Um, well, again, go Bengals, go Bobcats. There you go. Can't say it enough. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The U.S. top diplomat comes away from a meeting with his Russian counterpart with no promise on avoiding a possible invasion of Ukraine. Secretary of State Blinken updated reporters in Geneva. We didn't expect any major breakthroughs to happen today, but... I believe we are now on a clearer path. Reporter Felix Light from Moscow. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov called talks in Geneva, Switzerland with U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken useful and constructive today. The meeting came after months of tensions, with Russian troops massing on the border with Ukraine and widespread fears of war. The two sides agreed that the U.S. would provide written responses to Russian demands next week before deciding whether to continue talks. Russia has previously demanded radical restrictions on NATO activity in Eastern Europe and an end to the alliance's expansion. Fans are remembering Meatloaf as a rebellious chameleon. Larger-than-life rock stars died at the age of 74. In an interview for GalaxyCon last year, he thanked fans. I owe you because you paved the road for me to walk down. And I thank you for it. Meatloaf also starred in movies, including the Rocky Horror Picture Show. No cause of death given. There's more winter weather brewing in parts of the south. Up to eight inches of snow is expected in the Hampton Roads area of southeastern Virginia and the North Carolina Outer Banks. There was a run on gas stations in Virginia Beach. Where I'm gas. Surprised. You know, obviously they had a couple of days.